Hey, everybody. Uh, thank you again for watching the uh, Let's Talk podcast. Uh, today's guest is Jacob Howard. Um, a little bit about this guy from my angle. You know, I try to start uh, all the podcasts out, uh, kind of giving my perspective. So uh, Jacob's somebody that I've been watching for a couple of years now. Um, it all started a while ago when I saw a lot of his, uh, started posting some drone uh, footage on LinkedIn. Um, and I remember him uh, and several others tagging uh, Dude Perfect, which we'll talk about as well during this podcast. Um, uh, so really excited to have him here. Uh, just like I said, somebody I've been watching, you know, kind of from afar. We've 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 shared some messages together, um, reached out, and uh, glad that uh, glad that uh, he decided to come onto the podcast. Jake, thanks for coming, man. Is it Jake? Does Jake Jacob? What, what what's best? Usually I go Jacob. Jacob, that's fine. That works. Jacob, thank you so much for coming on. Um, you know, I like to start out the uh, podcast kind of uh, having the having the guests do kind of a thirty thousand foot introductory of themselves, not quite a professional introductory, but really who mm -hmm. they are. Um, you know, what 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 makes them who who they are as well. So the floor is yours. Uh, go ahead. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks. Glad to be here, Travis. Um, so yeah, uh, I live in Utah. Um, I have a wife and two kids. Um, they are my everything. Uh, I know everybody says that, but they really <laughs> are. Um, they're also the best kids in the world. So, you know, um, that's definitely a fact. Uh, so, and my wife is obviously the best as well. Um, so, yeah, so that, that kind of encapsulates uh, a lot of my life uh, right there. Um, it's kind of why I do everything is for my family. Nothing wrong and, with that. Uh, and everything, yeah. Um, so uh, I'm a Christian and uh, I, was, I was raised actually with... Uh, 12 siblings. Um, oh, so wow. I, I, was, I was raised in a big family in uh, North Idaho. Um, so I, I will say I've kind of realized lately that that, um, I, my, that influence has kind of started wearing off a little bit as, I, as I'm getting closer to 30 years old, um, which is crazy to say, but it's true. <laughs> um, so, uh, but before that, I mean, definitely being raised with uh, 12 siblings and stuff in North Idaho, out in the country, um, you know, 45 minutes from the nearest town, um, that definitely impacted my life a lot and, and kind of decided like where I was going, um, in life. So yeah, I love that. So, 30 so, foot th so with that big of a family, more brothers or more sisters, more brothers. Okay. Um, I, I like, I like to say it's even cause it's three girls, nine, bo uh, 10 boys. So <laughs> I like to say that's even, um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, the girls made it even that's for sure. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah. So, um, uh, that's great. Yep. No, I'm, I'm right there with you and a wife and, and two kids myself. What are the ages? Seven and four. Boy Seven and girl. four. Awesome. I've got a, yep. I've got a 13 and, a, and an eight year old. And I, I, okay. I get it. I get it, man. Girls can be, girls can be a handful. So I understand you saying uh, your guys's ratio was pretty even. <laughs> yes, it was. Yes, it was for sure. So the girls well, definitely I, got spoiled too. So, you know, oh, it, it worked out. <laughs> yeah. And well, and that, you know, and I, at being a father, I do the same thing with my two girls. Like, uh, yep. Man, they 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 can annoy the heck out of me, but gosh darn it, they they pretty much you know they've got their dad wrapped around their finger. You know, so, yep, so, exactly. Ne never never thought I would ever feel something so rewarding as becoming a father, but being able to be there to see my kids come into this world and take their first breaths, like it's uh being a father. You know, I hear a lot of people say, yeah, I don't know what, if kids are for me, but you know, I 
being a father, I'm just like, oh my gosh, it's, it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. So yeah, you know, I, I love that. So uh, uh, yeah. you and your you and your wife, uh, wh- 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 how long have you guys been together? Um, we've known each other for about ten years. Um, we've been married for eight. Okay. Um, so yeah, um, we actually it's it's a funny story because I was homeschooled. Um, so I like to tell people, you know, I was homeschooled. That's actually where I met my wife. Um, and then I leave it at that uh, because it's true. It's true. Um, uh, we did we did online homeschooling. Um, so I actually I lived in North Idaho. She lived in Boise. Okay. Um, and that's where we met was on our online school. So um, so it was, it was, this is like this is like twenty uh, let's see twenty thirteen or whatever okay. when we met. So or even earlier than that, I can't even remember. Uh, so like we're talking like before even online dating was a thing oh, it started to become a thing and like we i bet you i bet you back, i bet you more back then <laughs> you got even more enjoyment telling people that you met on, <laughs> a, in uh, homeschool that's that's great yeah it was great for sure so. i love that uh awesome so uh typical lately i've been asking guests what's the weather been like uh in the morning how cold's it been for you guys uh, this morning it, it's trash day today. So I, I went out early this morning to get all the trash out and oh my goodness, it was so cold. So, so cold. Uh, I mean, I'm guessing I didn't look at the temperature, but it had to be like 15 or, oh. or even colder. So yeah, it's, not, it said it was, uh, I think it was 18 this morning, but it said it felt like five. We had some pretty wicked, yeah. uh, pretty wicked wind coming in. So yeah, I love it that. Was, you know, it you, was cold. Uh, you did say that you're a Christian. So, um, <laughs> you know, uh, were you, you know, myself, you know, I, I kind of was just, I was just always in the church. You know, my parents just always mm-hmm. attended. I, I always wanted to be at church. So, you know, that that's kind of, you know, I, I never had any like big, uh, I don't know, come to God moments. You know, I've kind of always mm-hmm. just been there. So, you know, if you don't mind, talk about your, your faith a little bit. Have you just, have you always yeah. grown up in the church? Have you, you know, go ahead, just uh, get, yeah. give us a little uh, color to that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, my family, uh, we were all raised very conservatively, um, all Christian. Um, and stuff. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of just how we grew up, um, what we learned and stuff. And when I was young, I, I took it um, very much into my own hands. Um, I, I read the stories on how people just grew up with it. And that's just kind of what they accepted. And then later on, they're like, ah, no, I don't know, whatever. Um, so I very much took it into my own hands. Um, actually, when I was 14, um, I somehow convinced, I don't know how, but I somehow convinced my parents to let me run a website, actually. And I, I started writing Christian articles um, on this website. And I wrote thousands, thousands oh, and awesome. thousands. And uh, to this day, that website has actually gotten a quarter million views um, over the years. Good for um, you, man. So, That's awesome. So yeah. And like, I, I, I won't even recommend this site now because I mean, I wrote it when I was a teenager. They're, they're so bad. Oh yeah. <laughs> but, I, I, the things that, you know, I wrote as a teen, I'm just like, Oh my gosh, I wish yeah. I could rewrite all that, you know, with the, with the knowledge and the experience I have now, but you know, that's, you know, that's a, a good thing about, you know, about learning. You, you, you don't learn until you finally actually do something. Exactly. Exactly. And I, I will say theologically, most of my stuff was sound. Um, I just didn't write it very well. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, that's, so. like, bingo. I, I love that. Uh, now, now that you've given, you know, the audience a little bit, you know, kind of who you are, uh, you know, from a, from a, from a far stance, you know, personally, um, what is it you do? Um, you talk about your business a little bit. Uh, maybe talk about the history leading up to where you are now. Um, I have a, you know, if I sent you a few questions. You know, if we can uh, we'll touch on that as well. You know, I, I if, if, if you start talking, you know, I'm, I may interject and you just kind of have you elaborate on something. So, you know, mm-hmm. kind of give us uh, the, the history of uh, how you got to do what you're doing now. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I do indoor drone light shows. Um, we're one of the only ones in the entire world that do it. 
And every time I tell people, they're like, wait, 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 say that again. <laughs> because So it's indoor drone light shows. Um, so just like the outdoor drone shows you've seen, but we do them indoor. Um, so and for those who are watching, you can actually see a little photo in the back here, Deer and Dude Perfect. Um, we did uh, a football being kicked through a field goal all on their stage. I mean, we're talking in a, a 30-foot ceiling, um, about 20 feet deep and 40 feet wide. And we flew 60 drones and performed a show in front of you know, every day, 10,000 or more people. So um, it was just absolutely crazy. But um, I'll, I know we'll jump into that a little bit more. I get excited about the whole dude perfect thing. But, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, back in basically my drone journey kind of started in 2016. Uh, my first job uh, was at Walmart and um, I showed a lot of uh, good work ethic. Uh, that's part of what, how I was raised is to work very, very hard, no matter, no matter what, no matter who you're working for. Um, so, uh, so I showed a very good work ethic. They kept promoting me, uh, kind of faster than I could do the job and, um, and it was getting pretty overwhelming. And I remember it was actually a black Friday. We were setting up for black Friday. It was my first one as a manager and the phantom three standard drone had just come out. And this was, this is right at the cusp of when drones started to become mainstream. This is the okay. drone that, that kind of pushed it into it. And, uh, and I remember looking at it and I go, that would be awesome for me to go film because i'm in north idaho it's like everything is film worthy i'm mm -hmm. like go film and then what i wanted to do actually is i wanted to uh put dragons animate dragons into the flights like that was my goal okay and uh so i somehow once again uh convinced my wife and my own and myself that um that this was a good idea to buy this like uh 800 drone and uh so that's kind of started my drone um uh fascination um, I became just obsessed with it immediately. I accidentally took off in our apartment, almost chopped my hands off. Uh, first time I flew it outside, I flew it into a tree um, and then a snowbank. And uh, so, yeah, I've lost many drones over the years. Um, so, and that kind of started my interest in that. And uh, I loved it so much, like seeing videos and editing the videos and posting them and just like telling a story that I actually started getting into video work then. And, um, and so then drones actually became kind of the secondary. I was using drones and on the ground cameras um, to you know go out and get videos and stuff. I started working with some celebrities, um, started working with a bunch of different people um, to create videos and stuff like that. Worked with a helicopter company where we get to fly around in helicopters and film them doing work and stuff. So it's pretty cool. Um, and then um, four years ago, we decided to move to Utah um, okay. and uh, because North Idaho, uh, there's not a whole lot of people there. The, the yeah. city we lived in, a population of 2,000. So you can imagine doing video work, which is usually a higher-end paying job, yeah. um, is kind of difficult in a smaller town like that. So we moved to Utah, tripled our income the first month. Uh, so that was great. And uh, dove even more into drones, got into FPV drones, um, stuff like that, and just like, you know, just really uh, started making online courses for it, teaching people. We've taught thousands of people around the world how to build and fly drones. Um, and then two years ago, um, a company, a local company posted that they needed a pilot for outdoor drone shows. And uh, I had never seen a drone show. Um, I had heard a lot about them and I, I loved it, but I knew there was no way I could ever get into it. Well, then this opportunity came up and I was like, great. So I, I applied right away, talked to them and literally like we did the interview as I was driving to pick up dinner for the family. Like, um, I'm oh, on the phone doing hustle. the interview That's with awesome. them. <laughs> And, um, and yeah, and we got kind of got done and I told him all my experience and stuff. And I was like, so did I get the job? And he's like, dude, you're like the only person who actually has experience. You actually know what you're talking about and you can adapt to it because you've actually done it. Everyone else just like flew a Mavic that their grandma got them. You yeah. know, and I'm like, Hey, you know, that's, that's great. But like, 
yeah, I, I did have the years and years of experience, you know, really diving into drones. That's and, great. Uh, so That's... I, yeah, so I worked with them for a couple months. Um, and as time went on, it became pretty obvious that it wasn't, it, it wasn't working. Um, so, uh, I was, I was basically running a, a good portion of their business, um, stuff as far as the technical side of it. And, um, and there were a lot of issues, uh, a lot of, um, uh, yeah, to put, to put it ni nicely, just a lot of issues yeah. and uh, it became pretty obvious it wasn't going to work out. And so, um, so they did, uh, kind of cut ties and like, okay, we're going to, we're going to move forward with somebody else. And I was like, okay. And, uh, so then from there I was like, you know what? I just got paid for four months to learn an industry that less than like 500 people in the world know about. Like who else gets that opportunity? So I was like, yeah. I'm going to jump into this myself. And uh, so I looked into that and almost immediately decided, no, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not doing this. This is crazy. Uh, uh, for those who don't know, which is probably everybody, uh, you're looking at about a half a million dollar investment to get started. Uh, into oh, outdoor wow. drone show okay. So I would have to raise a lot of money, um, which I had a lot of contacts that so I could probably do that. But I, I just did not like that idea that that was just not sitting well with me. Um, I don't like. I can take risks, but when it comes to a point where I'm not sure if I can fulfill that risk, that's where I'm like stepping back. And that comes to my family because um, I, I don't want to ever put them in a bad situation. Um, so I kind of stepped back from that and I started consulting people who wanted to get into the drone light show industry. Okay. And, uh, and that worked really well. I helped a lot of people get started. Uh, many of the companies here in the U.S. got started uh, because of me. Uh, so that's kind of cool. Um, and I formed a lot of really good partnerships and I just took my time. I took my time. I, for the first time ever in my business uh, life, like I just stepped back and was like, I am just going to observe and mm -hmm. see what does the industry need. And right then it needed me. It needed me to be there and help people get started um, because there's no information out there. You don't go on YouTube and find a, a, a whole guide on how to do this. Nobody's talking about it. And the people who are even promoting it they keep everything really close to their chest. You, yeah, you don't get anything I, until I, you've paid. I, I really, I really <laughs> love that. I love the, uh, you know, it's, it's almost like uh, it's home brewing, you know, you're kind of uh, and, and almost pioneering kind of uh, mm -hmm. this new, this new industry. And, and I, you know, I want to backtrack uh, just a little bit too. Um, it, it, it sounds like, you know, you, so most of this, I'm guessing, you know, you, you, you took this new job, um, starting to do this, uh, this piloting was this post COVID? Uh, no, this was after. So this was, um, this was end of 2021. Okay. So end of, end of 2021, you know, it's, uh, uh, for a lot of people, you know, uh, this kind of, uh, you know, uh, new venture may, may seem, you know, a little daunting at first, but, you know, I think, uh, at least from, from hearing you talk, it, it really sounds like, um, uh, and you know, kind of piggybacking on, on your faith a little bit. It almost, it seems mm -hmm. like God gave you this great opportunity to really position yourself to, to leverage, uh, you know, all this experience that you've had, you know, whether, you know, from, from that first $800 drone to, to now to really become a, mm -hmm. uh, you know, as you, you know, as you said, to, you know, kind of really hone in your craft, become a master. And I think a, a one thing that really sticks out to me too is the fact that it, it, what you said specifically was you took your time. You, yeah. it, you weren't, it, it didn't, doesn't seem like you really rushed it so much as you wanted to perfect it. And I think that there's, there's a lot to be said about someone that is able to kind of slow things down, really make sure that they're hammering out the necessities of what, what they need to create to take it to this next level. Um, it, 
And it sounds like, you know, early in your career as well, you mentioned, you know, you were able to work with some celebrities. Are you able to touch a little bit more on that? Or is there is there an NDA thing here? Or are you allowed to name drop um, a little bit at all? Um, for those ones, no. <laughs> so um, for more recent ones, yes, I could do some name dropping for recent ones. Um, but yeah, back in the day. Uh, not not as much um, that, for a few fine. of those. So <laughs> but, that's uh, fine. And yeah. and to to give the audience a little color, you know, um, when I first when I first started following Jacob, it was it was really uh, you know it was the dude perfect post. That's why you know yeah. you can't I can't remember who shared it, um, but it came across my feed and I was like, no, I got to connect with this guy because I want to follow <laughs> his progress and I want to. So can you kind of go into what that was like, you know? from that initial uh you reaching out or them reaching out to kind of you know if anybody has been following uh jacob it's it's been really cool to watch you know he posts videos and and uh i'll put all of these resources in the show notes as well uh he's got some really really cool videos of these dude perfect uh these dude perfect shows like he was talking about the uh the football inside like it just I, I had a couple friends as well that have been to some of the shows, so they were actually able to see it firsthand. And it's you know it's, it's really cool being being able to look at it from an outside perspective, you know, seeing where Jacob started and seeing you know where he's at now. So can you kind of shed a little color? What was that process like? And uh, maybe tell the audience a little bit, you know, um, not just the business side of it, but did you? learn anything personally from these interactions that kind of helped you grow not only in your craft, but also, you know, just as an individual. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I, I like giving, you know, the whole kind of backstory because there's, there's so many times I'm here just for it. Get, That's what this yeah. platform's for. Please dive <laughs> exactly. right in. Yeah. Um, so, and like, and part of that was like for, for that year, like taking my time and consulting other companies and helping them get started. Cause I just started seeing what does the industry need? Mm -hmm. And, um, and so, but what, what I was doing at the same time is I was reaching out to a lot of companies going, Hey, it'd be really cool to do a drone light show for you. And, but the issue was nobody's interested in just getting a pitch. So what yeah. I started doing is, uh, there were some local companies who got like Gab wireless. Uh, so Nate Randall, the CEO of there, I had connected with him with and I, yeah, yeah I, I took my time very slowly on LinkedIn, connecting to one person to connect to the other person they were connected to, you know, I just took my time slowly expanding my network. And, um, and so I got connected with Nate and so I was like, okay, sweet, here it goes. So I made a video of a, a drone show flying about Gab Wireless and about his company. And, uh, and I was like, you know, I love Gab Wireless's, you know, mission. Uh, when my kids need a phone, this is where I'm going for it. Uh, how cool would it be to see a drone show uh, over, over Salt Lake City for them? And I tagged Nate and I was like, what do you think? It went viral for me. Uh, he he I, reposted it. He he commented on it. And he was like, this is how you market people. He's like, I get so many messages. <laughs> exactly. And for anybody watching that's, you know, it, it, I, I think that Jacob is the perfect case study on, on connecting, especially using LinkedIn. Um, it, sometimes it takes a little creativity, but I, I, I think that, you know, a lot of a lot of people are trying to rush and try to grow their brand, but showing showing the dedication on it's just specifically the Gab Wireless thing. I I think that that just speaks volumes to who you are professionally, but also personally. You you've taken the time to really you know it, like you said nobody wants nobody wants a pitch. They want to actually yeah. see this in action. What mm -hmm. a freaking better way to do it than the way you did. Like I'm just 
I'm blown away. I, I think that's <laughs> awesome. Sorry. Sorry to interrupt. Continue. <laughs> Continue <laughs> your story. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, so yeah, so I really realized like, whoa, this is this is the way to do it. And and nobody else is doing it because it takes time. It takes a lot of time to do a, a mock-up of a drone show. I mean, that is literally the most time-consuming part of designing a drone show is doing that part. So I was like, okay, I have to be really specific about this. I can't just do everybody I want to talk to. Um, so at, I did one for uh, Silicon Slopes. I, I did <laughs> one for, um, I even did one for like Elden Ring at the time because I really liked Elden Ring. Um, so I did like a cool one for that. Amazing. Um, <laughs> so yeah, um, so I just did like a bunch of different things. So I was like, I just want to get out there and get people really interested. And, and it worked because a lot of people were like, this is so cool. I can't wait to see your next one, you know? And uh, so then I was like, dude, perfect. I've been a fan of dude, perfect forever. I even applied to work as a video guy for them. It was funny when I talked to them about that. I talked to their video, their editors and I'm like, yeah, I actually applied to work with you guys. And they're like, really? <laughs> and, and it was great. Um, so, uh, so yeah. So I was like, okay, I need to find out who should I connect to in, in LinkedIn? Cause Connecting to the, or uh, dude, perfect. Connecting to the five guys, that's going to get me nowhere. That's going to exactly. get me absolutely nowhere. I need to talk to someone who can get me there. And um, so I happen to be second connections, once again, slowly growing my uh, LinkedIn connections with uh, some of their business managers. And so I, as soon as like, literally, I was waiting for him to accept my message. And, and I've told him this too, he finds it funny. Um, and he like, he accepted it. And I, I was sitting right here. I ran upstairs. I told my wife, we need to work on the dude, perfect show right now because he just accepted it i need to tag him like tomorrow in a post oh, man. um so she actually went through and we designed a, a drone light show with all the guys faces and then we did the pound it noggin see ya uh, we oh, did yeah. the dude perfect logo and uh and we just did this huge outdoor drone show simulation i put it to some catchy music that i'm pretty sure has been on a dude perfect video um posted it and was like i love dude perfect how cool would it be to see your guys's face in the sky and then i tagged the guys and i was like what do you guys think immediately both of them commented like immediately and they were like we need to talk I and love this it. was yeah and this this was like being an audience <laughs> member i followed that whole interaction on linkedin and i dude i couldn't have been <laughs> more happy for you like obviously my excitement is nowhere near what i i can't i can't even imagine that run up the stairs i i would have tripped yeah. over every, my foot every single step but the excitement that i had for you man it's 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 so great to see someone win especially yeah. when they're winning through through really just showcasing their passion dude it, yeah. it, it, it's very admirable of you thank you thank you yeah and um so yeah from there um it what's funny is like from there i was like okay i need to just you know obviously do this the right way and kind of pursue it the right way it took months it took months to get our first meeting um that what i just told you like he responded i think it was in august mm -hmm. uh, we didn't have our first meeting till uh end of december Okay. So like it was again patience, just waiting. They they had logged me in. It was good to go. Um, but like I had to wait until the timing was right. Well, then come end of December, it was like a few days before Christmas, I think. Of all times, I was like, okay, they're definitely busy now. I get an email from them and like we need to talk. Um, and uh, we we want to do a drone light show for our tour. And so immediately, I, I'm like two things. It's now it's now their idea, and and once something you're pitching has become the client's idea mm -hmm. it's 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 completely changed and so i like i like told my wife right away I'm like it's it we got it we got it and she's like how do you know and i'm like it's their idea now it's their idea uh, and that's gonna help a lot and um and yeah so like so then we we had our first meeting and they were like we need to do it indoor and i'm like indoor 
wow, okay, this is this is different. And uh, so basically from there, we created the indoor industry so that we could do Dude Perfect. Awesome. Uh, that That's like the craziest part of the story that um, has, has been a little bit like touch and go because obviously you want to be careful about that kind of thing. Um, you know, when you're like creating something for that kind of job. Uh, but we, you know, obviously we talked to them about that. Like we've, we've never done this on this kind of a scale. Um, you know, indoor systems are usually meant for, I mean, like literally the system we used originally was meant for uh, educational purposes and we okay. created it to be a commercial thing. Uh, so like it was, it was just crazy. And so like those next how many months were just absolute, like just craziness, getting everything do, you know, done and like, what we ended up doing in Dude Perfect on tour literally wasn't even possible when I first contacted them. Because when I first contacted them, it was about outdoor shows. Yeah. And then we started talking about indoor for their tour. And uh, and everything that, changed. That just blows my mind. What, Dude, what a perfect <laughs> way to, to, you know, not only did you land this just astronomically awesome job, but you got to simultaneously create basically an entire new industry for, yep. for drone light shows. Like that just has to personally, I, I would just be so I would feel so accomplished and and I and I feel and I feel like you should uh, because that is, you know, not only did you have the daunting task of creating this, you know, brand new type of show, but you're basically mm -hmm. kind of setting up the guidelines of how this should be done going forward, not just for yeah. you, but for, for really everybody. So going into this tour you know you've got you guys have started the tour what it what did a typical tour night look like for you yeah um so yeah so that was that was fun uh, my wife and i did it um so it was it was her and i on a bus uh for six weeks um and we we were on the bus team and everything it was great we had the fun bus um uh not not, not to discount any of the other buses and people sorry guys but uh we had we had panda on our bus um, we had the DJ on our bus. Um, and so like, so it was, it was the party bus. Now I will tell you, my wife and I have kids. We're old essentially. So we went to bed before most of the bus party happened. That would have um, been, that would have been me. Yeah. <laughs> so we were kind of like, we like waited for everyone. We're like, okay, we're going to head to bed. Uh, but anyway, so um, every day basically would start um, with us getting up. Um, actually, usually just me. I, I'd okay. get up at like, as soon as we got to the venue. Um, and then I would go in and I would do a site test. So I would I would set up everything because we were at a different location every day. Yeah. Um, normally when we do these shows, we do a site test at every location beforehand. Well, we couldn't do that in this case because it's 24 locations. It would have taken an entire month. Um, and not to mention like probably 30 or 40 grand Daunting, <laughs> to do all of it. Man. Uh, so, so we would basically do a site test every morning and uh, just make sure that the drones were connecting. If there were any issues, we could adjust those. Um, and then from there, from like, you know, seven or 8 a.m. until about 2.30, there was a lot of just like kind of waiting for things to be done um, because we had to load in every day. So like the stage was being set up every day, um, the LED walls, everything. So we had to wait until a lot of that was set up to do our first test or our, sorry, our second test um, for the day. But during that time, we would, we would get our drones out. We'd set them up. Um, we basically had two huge plywood boards uh, that had 30 drones on each of them. And then we would roll those out to either side of the stage, lift them up, slide them onto the stage, and then we would place all the drones on the stage in under two minutes and be ready to take off. Um, which is another thing that, like, literally people still don't believe me to this day that we did that. Because, like, in the outdoor drone show industry, 
you're looking at potentially hours to set up. Okay. And we would set up in under two minutes. So like people literally didn't believe me until I sent them a video of it. <laughs> so, that is just crazy. Um, and, and, yeah. and, and, and Jacob sent me some, some footage as well. So I will include that uh, at the end of this podcast. And there will definitely be links to pretty much most of his work in the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So like from there, um, we'd have to obviously measure things out on stage. Um, so we'd set like little stickers on the stage to mark where drones were going to be. Um, and then we would, uh, sometimes we'd fly a test. We changed things in the show a lot. Um, yeah. especially like, I don't know if you saw the video. Um, I'll send you this one for sure. I don't know if I sent it to you before. Um, uh, four of the nights, uh, Mark Rober was there, the YouTuber. Okay. And, uh, so he and I devised a plan because Mark loves pranks. And, uh, and I'm a I big fan of Mark. Video. Um, so yeah, so we, we basically, I was like, I saw him sitting down and I was like, I looked at my wife and I said, this is my opportunity. I pulled out the software that we had developed for this purpose to be able to quickly make designs to show people. I pulled up his Crunch Labs logo. I, I made a drone show for it, a simulation for it. And I walked up to him and I was like, Mark, I got an idea. And like, and we had talked for like three seconds before this. He basically was like, drone guy. And I'm like, drone guy. And he's like, cool, this is awesome. Can't wait. Like that was it. And so I just sat next to him. And I'm like, I got to show you something. What if we did this? What if you hacked the drones and you act like you, you formed them into your own logo? And he loved the idea. We cleared it with production, but nobody else knew. It was a complete, it was a complete prank. And uh, so it, when it went off, it was great. The crowd loved it and everything. But uh, that often involved then when we would change things, we'd have to do like an extra rehearsal uh, okay. to make sure it was good. And in that case, it was fun because we'd have to be like, okay, nobody's here that can't know about this. And we had to like keep it all secretive and stuff. Um, so it was a lot of fun. Um, but for the most part, it was kind of like do our site test in the morning wait for you know several hours um and just get like things ready we do a lot of calibration um just get things ready for the next day stuff like that and then basically whenever it was about time to go um i was just sitting there in the background like almost almost as jittery as the guys you know just like okay here we go this is this is it and uh, basically as soon as that music started for the show we would turn on all the drones we'd get them ready and backstage and then we'd wheel them to either side of the stages and then we would wait there because uh, they actually did their first battle. So they'd be throwing basketballs and footballs. And like we would have to protect them from the drones <laughs> as they were throwing them and stuff. And then literally as soon as they finished that, we had to jump up there on stage, unload the drones, get them all ready, calibrated and ready to go. So that when they did their cool, not cool segment, we were able to take off on time. Um, and then as soon as they landed, we ran up there, we took them off as quick as we could. And then we got ready for intermission where we'd fly the second show. Um, and then at that time, we'd fly that show. We'd pack up, and usually we were packed up and ready to leave by about three quarters of the show before it was done. Um, and then we'd we get to watch the rest of the show, and then we'd head back to the bus. So that was kind of like our daily schedule, and we did that Man, for six what, weeks. What a ride! The, the the planning that that has to take, and especially having to go from what's typically outdoor a couple hours of setup, basically taking that down to minutes. Mm -hmm. um, you know, time is of the essence for you. So it's a uh, very cool to hear, you know, how you've, have you've taken your entire career from that first $800 drone to mm -hmm. what you're doing now. Um, uh, Jacob can't talk about it, but he did make a post about how he's also sending in a, uh, some footage to uh, hopefully be on AGT. I'm not going to ask him about that. I understand the code <laughs> of secrecy for that. But is there anything on the horizon that you can talk to? Any any new projects coming up that you're particularly excited about? 
Yeah, um, we're actually leaving for Brazil in two days. Um, so I'm heading to Brazil, and this will be one of our biggest uh, drone show performances as far as numbers. Um, so okay. we're doing 100 drones. Um, and it's it's crazy because the complexities of the venue are, like, literally mind-blowing. At first, I was just like, can we even make this happen? And once again, <laughs> like, pretty much every time we get a client request, it's like, oh, we got to do something new to make this work. Yeah. And every time, we pull it off. Keep it uh, fresh. So it's, yeah. Yep, and it's and it's there's always something new that we have to work with and kind of figure out, and um, and so that's that's what I'm really excited about. Um, we're also heading to Texas for a week to do some shows there, a Christmas show. Um, that one I'm I'm also looking forward to because the whole family gets to go because uh, it's it's a Christmas show at a church, so like the kids get to come and be a part of it, and and my wife will be there, and so it's just gonna be a family a family trip, so that'll be fun. Um, and then we are also possibly this one's still in the air a little bit, but heading to South Africa. Okay. Uh, the week before Christmas. So, and that's an outdoor show. Um, so December is like just packed. <laughs> you are going to be so busy. What a, what a, what a journey, man. It's, it's, it's been truly just, just, it's been really enlightening hearing about your, your journey. And it's, it's, it's really cool also to hear about your, your wife being right there with you. It's what a, yeah. what a great, uh, what a great experience that you both get to share together now for, forever yeah. and the fact that you guys get to go on all of these really cool trips uh I, thank you so much jake for jacob for being on uh it's been an absolute pleasure being able to talk with you and and hear more about your about your experiences i definitely want you on for maybe another a part two because i had a few other things that i wanted to ask but you know <laughs> there's so a lot, I, there's uh, a lot to talk about <laughs> there, there is and you know just hearing about this stuff just gets my mind just going i just i i oh, yeah. I just think it's so cool, you know, being a, a guy in tech myself. Now I'm not in the, the the tech space that you are, but just just hearing about the intricacies of it and um, knowing all the things that could go wrong and hearing how you've really just mastered all of that. It's it's, yeah. it's been really really cool to hear. So thank you so much, Jacob, uh, for sharing that with with me and with the audience. Uh, where can where can everybody find you? Yeah. Um, so illuminate drones.com is our, is our website. Um, you can also find me on LinkedIn. Um, huh? that's, that's one of the most active, uh, social medias I'm actually on that I care about. Okay. <laughs> the other ones are kind of just, you know, getting posts out there because I need to, um, but LinkedIn, I, I actually, I like, I like kind of, you know, interacting with people there and stuff. Um, and yeah, so LinkedIn at Jacob Howard, um, there's plenty of Jacob Howard's out there, but yeah. Um, so yeah, illuminate drones.com. Um, or Jacob Howard on LinkedIn. Awesome, man. Well, thanks awesome. again for coming. I, I'm glad that you, uh, you, 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 you took up my, 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 my invite to, to come join the show. I couldn't have th thought of a better, uh, better interviewee, man. This was a, a true bl a blessing and a pleasure to have you on, man. I appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you, Travis. I was glad. Thank to be you, here. sir. You have a great day. You too.